Mighty Podcast Kittens, it's Kappa Kata. Oh, Mighty Bear coming at you with another Matrix exiting installment of Cat with Bear. Specialist guests ever in the studio today. Yes, I'm seeing double. Oh, so much cute. Oh, oh wow. Oh, oh, right. Hi there. <laughs> Explain yourself. Explain uh, yourself. A familiar I'm, face? Not yet familiar face. <laughs> so let's start first. Double trouble. We had you on the show before. And you go. Hello. It's such a pleasure to be back here in this uh, in this new studio. Yes. Thanks for having me back on. It's been about a year since last time. Remember? A lot of things have happened. Longer than that. It's only been a year. No, because last long. time I couldn't tell you about Drag Race. Exactly. Ah, so but this happened. year you're going to tell us all about all it. All about, about Drag, Drag Race. Race. Music producing in Japan. And while you're leaving Japan, mm. so there's a bit of tea to spell as well. But we also in the room have your twin. Huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ali Kwaikonik Ali. Hello. Yay. Hello, Ali. Hello. Hi. I'm Ali. Why do you look like me? I don't know. Why do you look like me? I don't know. <laughs> I, I started. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Holy moly! <laughs> Lots of stuff. So first of all, Ali, feel free to introduce yourself just a little bit more. Yeah, and why you are actually in the studio looking alike. Yeah. No. So hi, my name is Ali. Uh, I am a uh, stylist for Indigo. That's my main primary job. I'm also Indigo's girlfriend. But I do voice acting and video game uh, esports commentary here in Japan as well. So uh, kind yeah. of just like a game. Dude, I do kind of everything. I'm pink too. Mainly known on pink too. Being pink. So I feel like yeah. the pink part really is quite the branding. That's yeah, really come at the start of the sentence. That's the meat and potatoes. <laughs> Listen, I, my head is all over the place. I'm just excited to be in the presence of these legends. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so I've just been doing pink for seven years. That was my main. Uh, intro to Ali 101 and uh, I've been doing that for seven years now just straight all pink not today so much but here what are you talking about today so much <laughs> no pink at all yeah really yeah, so I my standards are quite high so for, for listeners uh, Ali always has pink hair she's got yeah. pink hair normally today yeah. just for the occasion she's wearing a blonde wig to match my oh, natural blonde hair yes which is not dyed at all, I promise. Um, <laughs> Twin duo. Twin duo. Twin duo. There is a whole lot of story how Ali came to be in Japan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I was there for. I was yes. watching as I was immersionally very involved <laughs> in it. You guys are mates, eh? With Pop yeah, yeah. We've so we're all mates, but you guys were mates. Yeah, at this like even before exactly. you came exactly. to Japan. Exactly. Yep. 100%. So. We would love to hear that story because yeah. that was quite a battle. There's going to be an entire episode about Ali's story as well on the next one. So be sure to stay tuned for that one as well. Yes, thanks for watching. Yeah. Yes. Cheers. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good Don't, don't close the podcast up now. We're not ready to close up. No, no. Too short, too short. So, too short. so the past year, you've been busy, my friend. Tell us what's been happening. Yes. Uh, well, wow. What has not been happening? I don't know. Where do we start? Where do you want to start? Well, last time, you had a very important... Uh, uh, arrangement happening in the nation of Sweden, which you weren't allowed to mention at the time. Yes. But now you can mention it. So if you, yeah, so if you, if anybody watching this, if you watched the previous episode I was on last year, uh, yeah, I was already cast on Drag Race Sweden at the time. 
Uh, episode 23 and 24. Episode 23, 23 yes. and 24. We have two full juicy episodes. Of I was Dope. equally casted on both, mm-hmm. um, I think, more or less. Um, <laughs> Just time you have to share, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. No, so I was on um, Drag Race Sweden season one that aired earlier this year. Um, and uh, what else? I've made a bunch of music. I made some music for uh, Baby mm-hmm. Beard. Thank you very much. That you guys have been very okay. active playing. Yeah. Yep. Every time I see your live clips from like fucking Argentina or wherever you play mm. and I'm just oh that's my song and I hear my guitar solo I'm like oh it's it's awesome. almost like I'm there it's, good it's, that it's makes great. me feel happy yeah. excellent me too I'm like oh it's like proud. having you there yeah thank you thank you <laughs> uh, yeah. so songs and Drag Race Sweden how did that happen like how do you become part of one yeah. of the most exciting reality TV <laughs> shows every drag queen's dream um, right? l- yeah. well listen I'm not the conventionalist drag queen in the world I don't do splits and dances and the whole ratatata thing, I can't do that. More power to you if you do that, but I just can't move my body that way. Um, I've always been a musician, first and foremost. Uh, performer, live performer, metal performer, first and foremost, before I did any sort of drag race related stuff. I don't know, I, I just sent in an application and I think I was kooky enough and I played a guitar solo on my audition tape and I was very chaotic. And I, I suppose I just offered something maybe um, a lot of the other quite talented queens in Sweden maybe it didn't so that's how I got on I guess and uh, you know the show aired um, there was a talent show episode in which I played a guitar solo on the show and that too has given me a lot of like oh my god look at this drag queen who can play guitar wow so you know a lot of cool PR through that so it's been, it's been a ride and still is I would imagine if I were casting a show like Drag Race yeah after you got through so many seasons you would think that you had seen kind of the gamma of drag. Right. So finding someone who's Swedish but lives in Japan and speaks fluent Japanese and plays guitar and does heavy metal and so forth sure. would definitely add a lot of spice to the usual formula of the show. There's a lot of clickbait to me from a producer's point of view, I guess. <laughs> so I, I can say... Click, click, click. <laughs> yeah, because like, there's been like articles in like Japan Times and everything. Like, meet the first Tokyo-based queen on Drag Race. <laughs> so like, there's all these articles writing me as a Swedish-Japanese like half... I'm like, no, I'm just a, I'm just a Swedish person who just happened to be here at the time of casting you know yeah. i'm not i'm not claiming i'm japanese in any way but no, you mentioned a really good thing you you are though the very first tokyo base yes mm. the first japan base and you're a foreigner too yeah, yeah that's, that's too. huge uh, up here on drag yeah. race so yeah. was that a lot of responsibility um i mean i guess it should have been but i guess it wasn't i guess i uh, other other tokyo based queens might have felt more like oh i need to represent the whole gang and i've always been kind of an outsider here too so i'm like i'm just gonna be trying to represent me have fun with it and uh you know there's a lot of really talented queens in tokyo and in japan too um that who very much deserve a spot um i don't know just trying to have fun yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, like, I, I guess that you hopefully open the world for people to think now maybe we should do a version of japan drag race japan. well there has been talks of that um I've, I've seen some rumors online i think some like asian production company like bought the rights for a drag race i think like japan Singapore, Korea, and one more. So mm. it might be happening. Maybe. Mm, hopefully. Maybe. Drag Maybe. Singapore would be interesting. That'd yeah. be really cool. It's a conservative city. I yeah, heard right. that finally oh. Germany is happening. So Germany oh, is happening right now. now. Right? It's airing yeah. right because now. Because yeah. like, like before that, did. they had like rights issues and it like yeah. started yeah. and it stopped. They, all, they auditioned. Yeah. Chaos, and they like, they turned it into some other competition that aired one year. It's, yeah. yeah. So uh. I'm glad finally Germany is doing the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Santana Sex Machine, who was on my season of Dragon Sweden. Uh, Berlin 
Ben Based, who was like in, so like we were nine contestants right in Dragon Sweden. So, but only six of them lived in Sweden. And then I flew in from Japan, Santana flew in from Berlin, and Antonina flew in from the UK. Oh so, we had a little bit of like the Berlin scene planted already. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of cool. Sweet. Okay. So, yeah. Drag Race Sweden <laughs> happened. And after that, you came back to Japan. Did your life change? Um,. Uh, Hang on, first, did you win Drag Race Sweden? Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. She's oh, the crown. Yeah. She's the crown. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. God bless. And they were. Have you not seen the news? <laughs> what do you tell people what happened on the show? Do you know what I'm saying? This is what I'm getting at. Tell people I don't know. You can go watch the show. <laughs> no, no, I did, I did not win. Mention now it sounds like I was being a jackass. Now it sounds like I was trying to get you to say. Oh, how did you win? Did you win? Did you No, you were second out. Oh, I just wanted you to talk. Thank you. Thank you, Beard. Drag Race. And then that was the end of the story. So before we get to what happened after I'm trying to highlight the parts I did good at. I'm not here to hi, I lost Drag Race. Why do you do me like this, Beard? Oh my god. I made music for you. And you bring me in here to humiliate me in front of Ali? Listen, look, listen. Lady Beard apologizes for any offense caused to Endigo or the nation of Sweden. Thank you. Thank you. I will ask my ninjas to retreat. (laughs) Sorry about that. As you were saying. Lady Beard. You might have missed it, but there was a chance to actually watch it live in Tokyo. I was sick. Oh, yeah, I, was, I wanted to come to the party. I was yeah, sick. There yeah, were Tokyo sorry. live viewings for every episode yes. in like the rainbow area yeah. in Shinjuku, which is called Michome, yeah. and in two different clubs. Yes. We were doing yeah, live yeah, viewings that... of Drag Race Sweden with mm-hmm. English subtitles. Yeah, that was really fun. So many people came out. A lot yeah. of Swedish people. I was there every time. You were. Yeah, you yeah. were. Shout out to Kathy for, uh, for was, showing up to the parties. Great. Thank you. Hmm? And Endigo was always moderating it. <laughs> I was sneezing and throwing up at the time, so I'm sure that would have been great company. For several weeks. (laughs) So yeah, every time an episode came out, every week, there was a screaming. Yes. And uh, Endigo moderated it perfectly, sometimes with other drag queens. Yeah. And so that's how we got to join the event and feel very emotionally involved in yeah it. it was it was really exciting for a hot second it really felt like there was like this drag race sweden kind of community in tokyo coming yeah. like week after week you would see the same people come back you would see new people join and then be back next week like it was it was it was really fun it was a fun time and then uh, we had personal video messages from some of the other eliminated queens showing yeah. every week uh so it was a cool little way to just celebrate everything. And then, you know, uh, finale watch party when Admira got crowned. So many people so many in people Tokyo came. were rooting for Admira. Yeah. So, like, the bar was packed. And it was like, Admira, you win. And the whole, like, bar just erupted. Like, so, on, please explain. Myra is the queen who won. Admira, yes. The whole show. Yes. But you should probably watch the entire show because it was super entertaining. Yes. Yeah. And Indigo gets, like, some other mm-hmm. appearances, the prize appearances as well. So yeah. definitely go check it yes. out. Yes. He's the Andy Goat. And to go. Yes. The greatest of all time. Absolutely. For those who don't know. I say episode, e- episode two is the episode I have the most screen time, so watch that one. <laughs> episode two. Episode two was also the episode my runway look that uh, Ali designed. Ooh. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a good job on that one. Thank the you. latex devil kind yeah. of thing. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, good job on that one. Maybe. How was that process? Uh, you know, it's interesting because, like, we were already working together for um, what was like four or five months at that point, just yeah, like we were, editing photos and content. You used to be the demo vocalist for Baby Beard. I was Rebels. your demo vocalist, you by the Thank way. You very much. I'm like the little you ghost character here. I'm like I've been here all along. <laughs> no, but um, so that that design process specifically was really interesting because, like, at that point, we had already been dating for 
like almost a year mm. and um I had gotten to know so much about you and about like your journey and like I already admired you so much just from like your work ethic but then I got to know you way more personally and so I wanted to incorporate like all of the elements that you had like being mm. feminine and like being you know like a rock star and all of that and trying to combine it together in like one look that kind of encapsulates you but also fit the theme which was like what was it long stocking extravaganza yeah. yeah so i'd be like how do i do this and i just the one thing i thought of with the devil horns like this gotta be a butt there's right, like little right. garters on them like it looks like a butt i just yeah. want to say it throw it out there <laughs> but um it just was nice to like give that opportunity to like really give you that edge mm. like tokyo harajuku fashion on top of like yeah yeah cake. it was a, yeah it was definitely a cool combination and it made for something that was like very unique to that season i think i think uh, so too. amongst all the looks from all the things yeah yeah because that job. look was often also seen in the previews yeah it was, it was all the trailers had kind of like that one yeah. yeah so i was like yes, yes. <laughs> feels good <laughs> yeah good job good job thank you drag race sweden happened the live screening happened yes a couple of weeks how did your life change then because you're not staying in japan so i assume there's something that happened after that yeah i'll give you the short yet very yeah, honest okay. version um i got really depressed after the show Depressed? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Most of this year, um, up until I went to. So I. I Sorry in, about that. I, it's, I forgive you. Um, <laughs> thank you. So until late July, when I went back to Sweden for Stockholm yeah. Pride, uh, it was a really tough period, honestly, because I felt like being based in Japan rather than in Sweden. I saw the other queens like reap such benefits from the show, and like they were doing all these like deals and being all these shows after all these partnerships. Uh, and I got um, nothing of that in Tokyo uh, mm. at all. I got offered a couple of like drag shows local with like my my friends um, who run drag houses in Tokyo. I did that. That was fun, but it wasn't life changing in any way whatsoever. Um, it was still fun, and like you know, it's not all about fame and career. But then for Stockholm Pride at the beginning of August, we all the cast members from the show were supposed to go perform at Stockholm Pride. And I almost didn't want to do it at first. I almost said no. Because yeah. I felt like the way I had been portrayed on the show and the fallout of that and everything, I was mostly seen as a joke. Yeah. And I was like oh, kind of yeah. bad. I was oh. a bad drag queen. I was a bad musician in how they like made me look. In my head, it was like that. Yeah. And I was like, why would I go there just to publicly humiliate myself on this massive stage just for people who don't want to see me anyway because they just want to see the other contestants. Yeah. So I almost said no, but I said yes. And I went there. And I performed live, and I mean, you were in the audience yeah. for the show. Bruh. Uh, so if you haven't seen, it was this outdoor festival. It was like 20,000 people in the audience, and the, like the sea of people who all like sang along to my songs. They all knew the lyrics yep. to my songs. Yep. Um, Fuzzy Wuzzy, especially. Uh, <laughs> I love Fuzzy Wuzzy. All, all, all this sea of people just, just knew the song. Uh, and that was not only like humbling, but like, that whole trip, we were in Sweden. We were supposed to be I'm there okay. for like six we days. We were just going to be there for six days. And then we were going to keep moving around Europe for like two weeks. Yeah. We ended, we ended up staying in Sweden the entire of three weeks. Yes. Because after the show, we took another two weeks just in yeah. Stockholm. Because we didn't realize we were like mainstream fucking rock stars there. Yeah. Uh, we're like a mainstream couple. It was like, it's it it's so really hard to describe. Mad. But every time we like went into a shop, like chaos would erupt. Yeah. We would literal chaos. We I'm would we would travel out to the island I was raised yeah. outside of Stockholm because I just wanted to show off where I was raised, Ali. Yeah. Going to the local supermarket and three different families like storm us like oh my god you're oh in the garage and like yeah and like it was like we would walk down the main street of Stockholm it, it, like Lines gangs of people would be like it was like paparazzi moment wherever we went and I was like yeah. oh. Wow. 
And I was like, oh, this has been here all along. And That's like, what you've been missing out. Exactly. We'd go to all these like celebrity parties and all these like producers and promoters. Yeah. People would just come up to us. Like, champagne. where have you been? Finally, yeah. here you are. Here's champagne. Welcome what? to Sweden. You have a market wow. here. Like, right. what are you doing? Yes. And, 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 you know, one thing led to another. I met so many amazing people. Yeah. Just people who were so supportive, but also like business people who were like, yo, you're so cool. We really want to work with you. Really hard to do that when you were in Tokyo. And we're like, as these two bonus weeks went along, every day more we and more, we'd like, be like, oh. should we just move here? Yeah. It just makes more sense. It makes sense. And after these three weeks have passed and all the stuff that happened after Pride, I'm not going to go into all the detail here, but we met a lot of cool people. Like the day before we flew back, um, I was able to meet this amazing management. Clap your hands. I signed a deal with them. So yeah. I'm officially signed to a management in Sweden. Yeah. And it would come to a point where we were like, hey, if we lived here now with everything that's going on yeah. and somebody said, do you want to move to Tokyo right now? I would be like, no, why would I do that? That's like career suicide 100%. right now. And even like just from my perspective too, like when, when we were, you know, in March when, or in April and March when the show was airing, like, yeah. especially after episode two, like I was working very heavily behind the scenes with like, you know, the, all the social media stuff mm. and like watching how the internet reacted mm. and just seeing like, the response because you know reddit reddit is reddit like we're, we're, we're all we all live in japan we know how the internet is and like just seeing their reaction it like really was a difficult month especially after episode two because like i could just see like you just kind of like oh my god what's happening but then we go to sweden it's totally the opposite of every fear it's like oh <laughs> we were so wrong what yeah. was happening on the internet well i mean I, I not to get into too crazy details but like there was a lot of nitpicking going on and um a lot of people were like questioning you know different aspects of endigo's character and like being very vocal about it you know like how why can't she walk why doesn't she do this oh you know she's so awkward around all these girls but this like, sounds like the internet at the best of times right. Right? is it just a matter of this was your moment to be the object of the criticism yeah i mean yeah. i'm not new to online criticism at all having been a youtuber full-time for like seven years um yeah. i think it was just the combination for me of like Having all the Reddit negativity, social media negativity, which is to be expected, oh, yeah. but then reaping none of the benefits. Exactly. Not it was like the it was like all the other girls and all the all you know people online. We all get like positive things. We all get negative things. Yeah. I to me, I didn't get any of the positive benefits. I just got all the hate. Yeah, we would so. just wait. We'd just be home working, and then like all of a sudden, it's just you know you don't see that. Like you go online, you see all the other girls doing cool stuff, and then yeah. we're here, and then you don't know what's going on on the other side. Yes. Until we went to Sweden. Yeah. And that would make you think, like, as a confirmation error, that maybe you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Right? exactly. Love, yeah. Because 1, you didn't see the love because you weren't in the country. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it was so shocking when we did go and everyone's like, oh, it's time to go. Oh my God. Wait. Yeah. You're Alex. Oh, like, it was really. Like, crazy. people, like, fans at Pride, like, knew you. That was the weirdest you know? thing. Because, like, for me, like, I hadn't been online actively, like, on my own Instagram for, like, a year because I was wow. focusing on drag race. Wow. So like all of my energy was going into like focusing on like the art and stuff behind drag race, drag con, stuff like that. So like when people knew who I was, it felt like, oh, I'm not a washed up Instagram influencer anymore. Oh, wow. I have potential. I have potential. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? no, so totally. it's like, it, it was. And it was really cool yeah. to see because I, I could really tell you were coming alive again. 
even yeah. more through that. Um, yeah. So that was like a double, like nice bonus for me. Yeah. That's very lovely. That's really beautiful. Right. Yeah. So you saw that positivity, and you're yeah. like, I think we're we're gonna. I think there's something yeah. here, and I think this is our chance to strike while the iron is still hot. One thousand percent. Time to stock the home. It was my first time in Europe. My friends are like, don't get Stockholm syndrome. Oops. <laughs> See how that went. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Now you don't want to. <laughs> right. Thank you. Oh, my God. So, so yeah. So uh, we came back. We went to Sweden. Couldn't, you know, could, couldn't wait to just be back. We're like, let's not go. Let's not stay in Sweden. That's the second longing that we need. Went there, did everything, and we were like, oh, wow, Oops. we're moving. Yeah, this we're moving. It. We had no plans to move, but we went and, like... It was, like, a week, and we were like, oh, nope. Yeah. Call all our friends. Really? Yep. It's, wow, that's, like... But it's good that you're, like, able to, like, up and move. Like, yeah, absolutely. For yeah, both of you. Yeah. I, I yeah. knew both of you for a long time, and just yeah. coming into Japan and getting a visa, oh, it yeah. was such a struggle oh, for yeah. both of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, you, have, you, have, you essentially helped I us was, both. I yeah. You'd be, like, our, our, like, mother in Japan. Mother! Now we're, now we're ready to leave the nest. We're leaving the nest, mother. But can we say Onisan or maybe older sister? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I did not give birth to you. <laughs> I'd be dead. You're so... They have this size as a toddler. Not this size as well. I'm pretty sure not any size. girl. Probably not a with any girl. A six-foot baby, like... Mm. Oh, God. Uh, Slashing Sims 3. That's a good man name, six-foot baby. Six-foot... Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, that's the album. So, but for like like me knowing how much both of you struggled, none yeah. of you had an easy way into Japan. No. So you know, and you fought to be here, to yes. stay here, to Quite. get here, and Quite. to be here. You both were fighting. Yes. Yeah. So it's a big. So it came as for me as a big surprise that you're like we're leaving. Yeah. No. So, absolutely. Because that's the thing. Like, like despite how hard we fought and how long we dreamt of coming to Japan. Yeah. Leaving Japan like that was the easiest decision of my life. <laughs> yeah, no, same. So, yeah. Uh, you didn't feel any kind of sunk cost bias? Um, I feel like I invested a lot of myself into Japan and I invested a lot of Japan into myself. Yeah. And it did everything it needed to and yeah. it's about knowing when to quit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And for me, I'm like, it's time. Different about, stage in life. Kinda. Yes, for but, sure. How about you, Ali? You know, it's interesting because like my, my, my experience with Japan has been like since I was born. Like my family is so involved with Japan and like everything. And Tell them about your grandpa. <laughs> your grandpa is, definitely. Your episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my, my grandfather uh, helped a lot during World War II to try to establish, you know, friendly relations. So like oh. he, he was the founder of the first uh, World Fair here in Osaka. They're having 2025, shout out. World Expo. Um, World Expo, shout out. But he, he established that one. He established the uh, San Francisco-Osaka Sister City Partnership. Um, he's done a lot. He helped start some of the first study abroad programs in Japan. So my, my Study abroad programs. Yeah, and from America to Japan after World War II. Wow. So it's been like a huge thing in my family. And like everyone has been to Japan or everyone has been like involved some way, one way or another. And for me, it was like I wanted to fill that like birthright. Because oh. a lot of them were like, we need like more di- diplomats, more slay But I wanted to do it my way, mm. which was coming here to do music and be a pop star. But you get kind of swept up in trying to maintain yeah. Japan. But yeah, you lose, that, then yeah. you lose so what lose got you here. Of, yeah, you lose sight of what, what mattered and, in the first place. And that's kind of what happened. So like, it's, it's just been like, you know, the decision still tough a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's this part of me that I invest, I went to college. I did everything, you know, I'm in debt. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to, you know, I, I can't imagine myself without Indigo. 
And I also can see like, I mean, you know, and like, I, I also, you know, we're both so passionate about our, our art and our Mm. careers and our jobs and our lives and everything. And like, I, I just would be, I can see myself, you know, moving away from Japan will probably be able to make it easier to come back. Yes. Because like living here and working here is so different from visiting. That's its own can of worms. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like, for example, like, let's say someone wants to move to L.A. to see an artist mm-hmm. and the artist doesn't know who you are. And this guy's living in L.A. for so long and then they get an opportunity to move abroad. And then all of a sudden moving abroad a year or two later, this artist notices them. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Maybe being away and being able to actually establish myself because I can now that I don't have to like focus on all this other stuff just to stay in Japan, yeah. maybe that'll make Japan interested in me, yeah. or at least yeah. it'll give me a shot again. You know, it's not off the table, but I, I don't think I can see myself living here full time again just because it's not suitable for my personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have like a great future set up in yeah, Sweden, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers and- crossed. And you're going to leave Japan with a, with a heavy heart, yeah. maybe not as heavy as Ali's. Did you have some I mean, struggles? Well, it's still, it's still heavy. You know, I, it was one of my dreams always to, to come to Japan and live here. And again, you firsthand know the, the problems I had to face getting a visa because I don't have any degrees from any university. So I can't do the normal get a job, get a work visa here. Uh, so I had to, I had to hustle. Let me tell you what came in with a student visa first. Uh, language student for one year, uh, was able to get an artist visa after that, had that for one year, um, which was great. I just did my own music, did my own YouTube. Um, so I've been full time for so many years. Did that for one year. Uh, and then I was unable to renew it for dumb reasons that were not my fault. Trust me. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, what options do I have now? And I'm like, well, I could just start my own music company and do that. So I started a company, got a business manager visa, had that for a year. I'm I'm now in my year two. Just got it renewed. Uh, only got one year. I hope for three, but oh well. But you're leaving anyway, so it's fine. Yes, I'm yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I was able to start my music company and just do my company stuff and do my music through that. But running a company in Japan, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. I have so many. I, I can't even. T- I have about twelve employees total right now. Twelve wow. from from, from full time to contractors, wow. like everything in between. Uh, and there's just so much money being lost in. Nothing really Paper like work. Japanese bureaucracy. Yep. Um, bureaucracy. And it, it just kind of sucks. Uh, there's weeks where like for weeks at a time, I'm not able to do any music, do anything at all. I'm, I'm not, I don't have any time to do any makeup, nothing. Cause I'm just stuck doing paperwork or like trying to talk to the different departments within the company to just do shit that like doesn't matter. It doesn't further my career. Like, you know, at that point, like I don't have any time to do any music. Mm-hmm. Thus, there's no more money for to go into the company. Oh God, I'm like, what is this loop of just losing all the money I've ever saved just so I can stay in this apartment and keep doing it all over just so I can be miserable and not make any more music? That's sort of the loop. You were moving away more and more from your creative side as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, uh, until I did the music, like my new single, I'll get into that in a bit. But until that, uh, the only real new music I made over the past six months before Pride was... The music I did with Babybeard. Um, really? That's all the music I had time to do. Well, hang on, but straight after Drag Race, you released um, a Neo Geisha, didn't I? You released one of your singles oh, straight after? Yeah, Metaverse, yeah. So, sorry, so, so that was during the airing. So I was supposed to do a song a week for oh, each wow. episode with a music video. So I did the first one, and then we did a second one and shot it and filmed it that we never released. Yeah. Uh, I had to cancel that entire thing because I was too busy doing company paperwork. Just yeah. from doing... Yep. Paperwork, yep. Yep. 
All right, and that's, that been, that's been like all of my year, just stuck doing this paperwork while I see like all the other people from the show go out yeah. and like live their best lives and I'm well, here like I mean, I can rotting see away. I can see how that would be depressing, yeah. Yeah, no, and no. that in extra contrast coming to Sweden and getting this fucking celebrity yeah. treatment, it was, it was kind of easy choice. And just purely financially too, I'll save so much money doing the same thing in Sweden compared to doing it here with the company and everything. So yeah. yeah. All right. So, so bigger yeah. opportunities. Yes. More creativity. Absolutely. And time for creativity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that mean that the Indigo company in Japan you're going to close that one? Um. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will. Um, do, you, do you have advice for those who are considering starting a company in Japan? Possibly. Uh, what advice would you need specifically? Well, I was thinking you might say either one, don't do it. <laughs> or two, if you do do it, do it like this. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it again, knowing what I know oh, now. Okay. Now, I was very thankful. Shout out to my friend Michael, who speaks excellent Japanese. Hey, it's a lot of meetings with different bureaus. You have to go and do like super formal paper filing and talking in Japanese. A lot of lawyers involved. That and that whole process I could not have done without a, a good Japanese-speaking friend who took time out of his day to do it. Um, so, like, be very confident in your Japanese, I guess. Number two, know that you have enough time and know that you have enough money because it's going to take a lot of time and money. Um, really? So like, Just to have the company? Yes. Well, there's a lot of maintenance, a lot of pension filing, a lot of staff, stuff like that. Pension. If you If you try to start a company... Um, to get a visa and stay here doing your own whatever you're doing um, know that you will need to invest 5 million yen into a company so that's like what 50,000 US 50, yeah give or take currency exchange rate uh, you don't need to hire anybody for the first year but if you want to get your company renewed for the second year you need to hire one full time person oh. uh, and pay them a full time salary oh. uh, out of your own pocket oh. <laughs> and, and you had 12 people on your staff I have I have one full timer which is Ali uh, and then I have like <laughs> I have like 12 contractors to work between this is boring whatever <laughs> no, a lot of people because i think this is what a lot people of people who need to hear because you usually yeah. don't hear no one tells okay. you this, this is one this of is, the options to come to japan this is, this is valuable yeah. i think this is extreme hard mode though <laughs> yeah so again this is like one of my only options as somebody who doesn't have a degree so if you just want to live in japan for the sake of it and you don't have a bachelor degree of any kind uh this is the route you might have to take Nah, this is the only route I could take, really. Unless you marry a Japanese person and just do that, I guess that works too. And that's yeah. actually a thing that I keep mentioning on Ask Japanese and stuff as well. Is like in Japan, because the average person goes to university, yeah. the standard for working in Japan is like you just have to have a degree. What makes you better than exactly. a Japanese person who just went the normal path and yeah. went straight to university? Exactly. Even though in Europe we have other options, right? Yeah. We have apprenticeships yes. and stuff like that. And yeah, 1000%. And at that point, it's like, what's your value as a foreigner that a Japanese? person gunning for the same job don't provide so you need to have something extra does the standard issue japanese adult have a degree generally the majority does yeah yeah it's it's like with the everyone just goes to either university or the semongaku they kind of like specialized yeah Mm. so So the fellow down the kombini has been to university might even be still right now maybe he's still going yeah yeah Yeah, i think a lot of like company staff might be like just doing that while they're in uni to get That's extra cash. That's the convenience store for those yeah. who aren't yeah. familiar. Yeah, I see. Really? Okay. All right. Wow. Off mm-hmm. to bigger and better yes. adventures yes. for both of you. Thank you. Thank you. So this is Endigo's part of the story, but Ali's part of the story is going to be in the next episode, so there's more tea to spill. Mm-hmm. Anything you would like to promote, though? Uh, well, my new single is Living as a Ghost. 
uh, dropped on all platforms. October 20, it's a full metal song. It's like a little metal core with a little power metal mix. Uh, it's uh, quite fun. So you go want, listen you to You want to it. bust out some acapella for us right now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But I might at the end it. of Alice's episode. You have to check Ooh, that out. Okay. Oh, all right. Anything else so, yeah. to promote your social medias? Um, no. Go listen to Living as a Ghost. <laughs> it's good. Ali, what's your social media? Uh, co-iconic Ali. <laughs> co-iconic dot Ali. Oh, dot Ali. Sorry. Dot Ali. Um, just, yeah. just quickly, what is your social media? At <laughs> uh, Indigo Pink. Oh, uh, which is yeah. my my social media. Fun fact, Drag Race, the first episode's first runway, when they call out all the people are going to walk, they called me out first as Indigo Pink. And I'd like, cut, stop the recording, that's Did not my really? name. Ah. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, let's do it again. Indigo. Love it. Thank you guys so much for yeah. coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. We'll see you again shortly. Yes. Yeah. 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 On another okay. episode of Cat with Beard. Why do you say goodbye in Swedish? Hey, Dor. Hey, Dor. Hey, Dor. Hey, <laughs>